0: Hey, this is Wendell. Welcome to episode number two of the Open World Gaming Podcast. And today we're taking a look back at some of my favorite open world games of 2015. So a lot of people were calling 2015 the year of the open world game. And man, there were a bunch of them. And I tell you what I noticed about open world games this year. They seem to be getting bigger and bigger, which is, I guess, a natural evolution. As hardware gets better, the games are just going to get bigger. But what I noticed was just the sheer number of games that are adding open-world elements that never had them before. And I tell you, I really like to see that. I like a good open-world element to a game, so long as it's not forced. So what were some of my favorite games of this past year? So I've certainly got to mention Metal Gear Solid Five. The prequel, Ground Zeroes, came out in early 2015. And I played that, and it was more like just the first couple of levels... It wasn't really an open world game, but it did get me reintroduced into the Metal Gear franchise. I haven't played a Metal Gear since, let's see, Metal Gear Solid 3, I think, Snake Eater was the last one I played, and I did really enjoy that one, but I haven't played any of them since, and I wasn't really planning on picking up The Phantom Pain when it came out in September, but I kept hearing so many good things about it, and I heard that it was open world. So I thought, well, let me check it out. And I tell you, that became one of my very favorite games this year. I love the open world aspect. I guess technically it's two open worlds. So if you haven't played Metal Gear Solid The Phantom Pain, it is a military espionage, open world, base building shooter. There's a lot of different mechanics in this game, and the gameplay loop is really addictive, The guns and the shooting mechanics feel really good, really tight, and I've never really been one for base building mechanics, but the Phantom Pain does it right, and it doesn't force you to do it. You don't really have to mess with your base too much, but if you want to go crazy, the option is there. But what I was really excited about was the open world, or worlds, aspect of the Phantom Pain. Technically, there are two open worlds, One is Africa, and one is, I believe, Afghanistan. And if you want to go from one to the other, you have to use their travel mechanic. Uh, In the game, you're taking a helicopter. But if you're not counting traveling between the two continents, it is a completely open world. You can drop in at any point and just travel on foot or horse or... Truck or jeep or tank or whatever you want from one side of the map to the other. And they don't restrict you at all as to where you can and can't go. Something else that really caught my attention in that game that I hadn't experienced before. I guess that they had it in uh, one of the previous Metal Gear games was the ability to uh, sort of tranquilize enemy forces and basically kidnap them back to your own base and brainwash them Into becoming your own soldiers. It is a sort of nonsensical, but really cool and really addictive mechanic. As you progress through the game, you find higher and higher rank guys that once you bring them back to your base and brainwash them, they'll give you boosts in certain research capacities. So if you haven't tried The Phantom Pain... I would certainly recommend it. One of my very favorite games of 2015. Another huge release this year was Fallout 4. I have been waiting for Fallout 4 for a long, long time. My first Fallout game was actually Fallout New Vegas. I played New Vegas shortly after it came out, and I know that a lot of people don't necessarily think of New Vegas as a core Fallout game, and it's not one of the numbered games, but I really loved New Vegas. After I played New Vegas, I went back and played Fallout 3, and I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I really prefer Fallout New Vegas over Fallout 3. So for probably the last three years, I have been sitting around Waiting, just waiting for the next Fallout game because I couldn't get enough. And every once in a while I'd go back and play Fallout 3 and I'd go back and play Fallout New Vegas. And it's just seemed like it's been forever coming on Fallout 4. We didn't hear anything about Fallout 4 until the Bethesda press conference at E3. That was the first time Bethesda ever had a press conference at E3. And it was super exciting. I sat up at night and watched the live stream. And I was about to freak out because they hadn't said a word about Fallout the whole conference. And finally at the end, Todd Howard makes a little very not funny joke about, All right, guys, we'll see you later. Of course, he's just kidding. He comes back out and they announce Fallout 4. And start showing us the first gameplay clips and uh, story teasers about it. And I got so excited. But then I'm thinking to myself, man, it's going to be another year or two before we see this game. And he comes out with the surprise. Oh, no, you're going to be able to buy it in like five months. (laughs) So November 10th was the day I'd been counting down the days till Fallout 4 came out and... I tell you what, Fallout 4, I think I hyped it up a little bit too much in my head. I really, really like Fallout 4, but I don't like everything in Fallout 4. So some of the things I don't like about Fallout 4, Uh to me, the story is okay. I don't really want to feel like I'm forced to follow the story in a good open world game. I appreciate a good story, but I don't want to feel guilty for not following the main storyline. And in Fallout 4, and this is not really a spoiler, but you are looking for your kidnapped son. And if your son had been kidnapped in real life... You wouldn't accept some side quest from some random person who lost their cat. You'd be hell-bent on going and finding your son. And that's not how I want to play Fallout. And, I don't know, it may be a little irrational, but every once in a while I I get a little guilty feeling of, shouldn't I be looking for my son instead of helping these villagers or clearing out this old hospital? My son is out there, he's kidnapped, and I gotta go find him. So, while I appreciate Bethesda's storytelling ability, and they do tell good stories, I'd really, I think I would prefer a, let's just say a story that allowed me to do what I wanted at my own pace. For example, Fallout New Vegas. That story was, you wake up, you had been shot in the head, and you're out to find the guy that shot you. Now, it's just your own revenge at stake. It's not your child's life. So if you feel like you want to go and get rid of a ant, a rad ant colony, you can. Because it's, you're on your own timeline. The other thing I thought I'd like a lot more than I actually did like is the settlement building in Fallout 4. I haven't really done a whole lot with the settlement building because it doesn't really interest me all that much. I thought it would, but it doesn't. Honestly, what I want to do in Fallout 4 is I want to take this destroyed world and if I build something, I want to make it beautiful. When I play Fallout 4, I use the Red Rocket truck stop as my sort of home base. I don't send any other villagers there. The only people there are me and my companion, and I keep dog meat at the Red Rocket. I did very minimal building on the Red Rocket, uh, basically, the only thing that I've done is moved a couple of things around. I scrapped everything that was scrappable in the area. And I built a um, a staircase up to the roof. And that's where I keep my power armor suits, is up on the roof of the Red Rocket. I created a bed and a shelf to put uh, knickknacks on and a magazine rack and a bobblehead stand and those those sorts of things. But as far as actually creating houses... And making the space my own, something that, and, and this is just my own obsessive compulsive nature. Something that aggravates me to no end is that with a click of a button, I can scrap a nuclear waste drum, but I can't sweep the floor. Really, Bethesda? I can't sweep the floor. So I think I'd be a lot happier if maybe there was an option to, you know, create a broken wasteland uh, sort of aesthetic fence or house and an option that required maybe a lot more uh, materials to build a nice one. You can find plenty of wood. You can find paint in the game. That's part of a story quest is finding yellow paint and green paint. No, I'm sorry, yellow paint and blue paint and making green paint. There is paint in the game and materials. And if you can just take some steel and make a fence out of it, why does it have to be an old ugly fence? I don't know. But aside from these few things, I really, really do like Fallout 4. And I know it may sound like I've been hard on it, but Fallout may very well be my favorite series. It's certainly one of my favorite uh, IPs of all time. And I have a lot of expectations sort of going into a new Fallout game. One of the things that I think Fallout does correctly in Fallout 4 is the gunplay. The guns feel great. Shooting the guns feels really awesome and substantial. The sound is there. The kick is there. I like the weapons modding. I like the armor crafting. Uh, I like the cooking mechanism and the chem stations. I also really like the open world itself. This type of open world, I think, is my favorite, in which there is one large open world that is accessible to you basically from the beginning. Uh, in Fallout 4, as soon as you come out of the vault, which It's not a spoiler, very early in the game, you're in a vault and you come out of the vault. But as soon as you come out of that vault, if you wanted to, you could just sprint to the opposite side of the map. Now you're super weak and you're going to get killed by a bunch of way stronger enemies than you, so it's not a good idea, but you could. That's the old Legend of Zelda approach to an open world, which is, yeah, the world is open to you. We don't really want you to go off in this corner, so we're just going to put a bunch of powerful enemies. You really, really should and probably need to uh, level up some and get used to the game and get better at playing it before you even attempt going over here. But if you want to try, sure, go for it. If you're a level one with just a little 10 millimeter pistol, and you want to go take on a Deathclaw, you can. So yeah, I've really been enjoying my time with Fallout 4. And Fallout's one of those games that I just play for hundreds and hundreds of hours. Uh, at this point, I'm probably only... I think I'm 60-something hours into it. Uh, again, feeling a little bit guilty because I haven't finished the entire main storyline. But... That's not how I want to play it. Every time I get a little bit guilty about having to go find my son and that whole uh, main story quest, I just give myself, you know, an a pass on it and say, no, that's okay. Go, you know, go free this town. Go kill that Meyer Lurk queen. Go do whatever you want to do and it'll be Okay. So yeah, Fallout 4 is a definite recommend for one of the best games in 2015. Another game I'm having a ton of fun with in 2015 is Just Cause 3. Uh, Last week's week's episode, we talked about Just Cause a little more in depth. So I'm not going to go all the way in depth with Just Cause 3 here. But it's a super fun, fantastic, just do whatever you want, blow stuff up, shoot stuff sort of game open world a huge open world Uh, all the vehicles are drivable flyable pilotable and i'm really just having a great time with just cause 3. so if you're not into a super deep story and you want just sort of a cartoon violence kind of go nuts game just cause 3 is it for you so i also got to give a shout out to minecraft Man, it's 2015, and, well, 2016 now, but we're talking about games of 2015, and stinking Minecraft is still going strong like nobody's business. This is the little game that could, little game where there's no story basically at all. You're just a guy in an open world and do what you want. You want to survive, you want to farm, you want to mine, you want to go hang out in the nether realm, you you just do whatever you want. So a little shout out there to uh, Minecraft. Still going strong years and years and years after release. A couple other mentions here. Uh, I did not play, have not played yet, Witcher 3. I do not have time <laughs> to play Witcher 3. Uh, I know people who have spent Literally 600 hours in Witcher 3 and are nowhere near done with it. I tend to like Western role-playing games, uh, role-playing open-world games, um, which Witcher is. But I'm not a super big fan of the fantasy or high fantasy sort of medieval type atmosphere. The last of those kind of games I played was Skyrim. And I liked Skyrim. I played Skyrim because everyone was talking about what a good game it was, and it was a Bethesda Studios game. So I did. I spent probably fifty hours with Skyrim, and I I enjoyed my time with it. It was okay, but I'd really, really rather shoot something than stab it. So these sort of Middle Ages sword and armor and dragons type games don't appeal to me as much. Uh, I have heard just a ton of good stuff about The Witcher 3. the Incredible, incredible amount of content in that game. To play a game for 600 hours and still have no idea when you're going to finish the game, that is a game that is incredibly dense. And that's Good for consumers, that's a lot of bang for your buck, but that's one that I just have not had the time to play this year. So, continuing with the shoutouts, uh, I think that, uh, what was it, Shadow of Mordor had some open world elements. Again, I did not have time to get into that game at all this year, but I did hear good things about it. And Dying Light, I did play some Dying Light early in 2015 when it came out, and I really wanted to like that game. Uh, it had some issues with me on just really low frame rates on PC that made it unplayable sort of after the tutorial introductory level. I did like what I played of it, but I wasn't able to play very much because of those issues. The other thing that I'm not a huge fan of, and I guess I didn't really know this about myself until Dying Light came out, But I'm not a huge fan of parkour in games. The idea sounds good. Yeah, if this was real life, I'd be able to jump over that six-foot privacy fence. So I should be able to do it in the game, right? The problem comes with execution. It just never really feels good to do it in a game. To me, anyways. It reminded me more of the Assassin's Creed games. With the traversal and parkour. And I like Assassin's Creed okay. I certainly don't play them every single year when they come out. And sometimes two in a year. I'll play an Assassin's Creed every once in a while. And in fact I platinumed Assassin's Creed uh, 2 I believe it was. With Ezio. I platinumed it on the PlayStation 3. A couple of years ago. And I did enjoy my time with it. But by the time I got done platinuming that one, I just was not ready for another one the next year. So that's my rundown of the open world games that I enjoyed this year, 2015. It was a really good year for open world gaming. And I hope this trend continues. It certainly looks like it's going to continue into 2016. There's already a bunch of open world games slated for 2016 that have got me really excited. So next week on the podcast... We're going to take a look at upcoming games of 2016 and talk about what we think we're going to see, what we think we're not going to see, what's going to get delayed out of 2016, and what we hope those experiences are like. So now it's time for you guys to tell me, what was your favorite open world game of 2015? If you're watching this on YouTube, leave it in the comments below. And if you're listening to the podcast, you should tweet at me, at WendellIsWinning on Twitter. You can also come over to the forums, that's owgforums.com, and tell me what was your favorite open world game of 2015. Don't forget to come by the website, owgpodcast.com, for all your open world gaming needs. And you can also come check us out on Facebook, that's facebook.com slash groups slash open world gaming. So for the Open World Gaming Podcast, I'm Wendell, and we'll see you next week bye music by Canton Becker go check him out at Canton Beckercom